the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it, by the way? The party? Pre my dad's death? Oh, it was great. And welcome to Fansplainers. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And today we're going to be talking about Knives Out. Yes. Uh, the uh, sequel to uh, What the Fork. <laughs> okay. And, uh, I, and don't know. I don't Silver know what Spoons. we're talking about. Now, it's been a big year for cutlery. What with that forky character in uh, mm, Toy Story? That's right, Toy Story 4. Uh, catching, catching on. Yep. And uh, uh, the Canadian band The Spoons. No, they haven't sure. had a resurgence. <laughs> I was going to say that's. They've had, that's a, they had really a, a big year. Of, they had a couple of local hits, and we're a couple of Canadian kids. So yeah. Uh, yeah. If you want to uh, look up the spoons and see what their songs are like, you might you might enjoy them. But that's not what you're here for, and that's n- not what we're going to be talking about. Not much, I hope. No, not really. Uh, now, first of all, uh, as we usually say, this is a spoiler podcast. And that's especially important here uh, because there are spoilers ahoy. And I would actually recommend you see this movie first. Don't get it spoiled. And then and then go see it. I know sometimes people do that. They'll listen to a podcast. from Let's see if I'd like this. And then they go and they enjoy it. This is one of those films that, hey, uh, give yourself a treat. Yeah. Uh, don't look at the internet. Don't. Uh, it's been actually nice that no one has been a, a real spoily spoiler trend yeah. uh, online. Yeah. Uh, go see it. First of all, I guess that we're recommending that you see it. At least I am. And uh, I can't speak for Dave, though apparently I'm the only one speaking in this podcast. Uh, go see it. <laughs> You're not leaving much space, sir. No, I'm not. And Because uh, this film is tight. So I'm trying to keep this one tight. Okay. Okay. Uh, go see that and then come back and uh, listen to this. But if you're not going to, eh, you know, you live your own life the way that you, you want to live your life. That's fine. Sure. Uh, but we're going to kind of be breaking down the movie. And okay, well, before we start doing spoilers, how about we just talk about our general impressions? And then maybe if someone wants to know what our general impressions are and then move and wait till hear the rest of the show until we've uh, well generally first it. of all i did i did uh enjoy it mm-hmm. um i was surprised how much people were looking forward to this movie including me because i didn't think that uh people were uh craving a whodunit an old-timey whodunit yeah yeah uh you know we had murder on the orient express mm-hmm. fairly recently which was okay, but you know, and again, had a had a great cast, big cast, uh, but yeah. didn't set the world on fire. It did not. Didn't really generate a bunch of excitement. No. Uh, and yet, here we go with with Knives Out, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we're all jazzed. Yeah. And I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, uh, except uh, maybe these um, actors are a little bit more beloved at the moment, and we want to see what they're going to do. And they seemed maybe it just seemed like they were having more fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm well, I have, sure. a th- I have a theory. Please hit me with your theory. Well, well let's just, uh, I'll just say my general impressions. Save your theory till later then. Yeah. Let's hear the general impressions. My general impressions are, because I don't want to give any spoilers. And what I, my theory was a bit of a spoiler, not a terrible spoiler. In fact, it's probably spoiled by the uh, trailer, actually. So it's not, a, it's not a spoiler. So let's say it. My theory is that. <laughs> my theory by the is way, that, uh, here's, here's the thing. On our old podcast, yeah. which we still are doing, Sneaky Dragon, we used to have a thing where if you heard a siren, because we 
uh, did the show in the middle of the street, um, <laughs> you would take a drink. I would say take a drink every time Dave says he's not going to do something and then immediately does that thing. <laughs> That's true. Like, I don't want to put down this actor and then yeah. he'll put down the actor. I'm not going to talk about this. And then he does. Mm. Then take a drink. So I'd say sure. pour yourself a nice glass of uh, whiskey. Yeah. Uh, or you know a non-alcoholic neat. Neat. drink, uh, whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, and but go ahead, Dave. Uh, you've contradicted yourself and enjoy. <laughs> well, I was just going to. I just going to say that I think people find the idea of Daniel Craig's accent in the film, him doing a southern accent, so charming that it's almost irresistible that they they just want to see it in in action. Yeah. What? Because it really gives what a did movie. Did he do one that like was it Lucky something? What was it? What was the movie he did that was? I got to look up what the name of it was. You continue. I know the one you're talking about. Lucky. Turn Living Lucky, Lucky Large. Lucky Larry. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. He played Joe Bang, and he had a nice, thick American accent in that, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I just think that like this movie kind of presents a kind of a, yeah, it's, sort of, it's like a peculiar film in the way that it presents itself in the trailer, because you're, it's you know, it's a whodunit. It's a murder mystery, you know that. But then it has this weird sort of a thing like with you know Daniel Craig doing this very strange southern accent that apparently even took the cast aback when they first heard it you know because it's so different and it's re- he does a really good job at it too so it's very and so his character has this very warm kind of feeling to him and I think when you see that in the trailer kind of like well this movie looks really interesting not you know if he was just in it doing his British accent you wouldn't I don't think you'd feel that way I think you're also coming off of Chris Evans from you know, uh, the Avengers, knowing he's not going to be doing Captain America anymore. And he's built up so much goodwill with that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, you see him, you see both him and Daniel Craig apparently having a great time in this. Yeah. And you want to be along for the great time. Sure. I don't know if the trailer shows the great time. A movie does, but I don't know. Well, they do with, uh, with, um, Craig Evans, uh, telling everyone to eat shit. You can see him sitting in the chair, oh, yeah. just having a, a good time, just like, you know... Uh, Chris Evans, but yeah. Oh, sorry, who did I say? You said Craig Evans. Craig Evans. Well, <laughs> you know, if we could have got Craig Evans, it would have been a very different movie. I'll settle for Chris Evans, though. Okay. Yes. Unfortunately, not not 14-time Oscar nominee Craig Evans. No. Is, 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 is there a Craig Evans? No. Oh, very good. By the way, Dave, Yeah. good acting on you. Thank you. But it is nice seeing Chris Evans uh, going back to doing comedy. He is a very good yes, comedic actor. He is. Like, yeah. he is one of these people, even in two superhero movies from Fantastic Four to Captain America, very different characters. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, yeah. you know, a very uh, goofy uh, macho character in that. And then there's uh, just a wide range of other movies he's done, but he always does a, a really good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's just, I'll just say my. Feelings. Oh, sorry, your theory. Yeah, or no, my theory. I just said it. I just think that that's that's what I think attracted people to the film is just because it's more like it. You know, it's like the icing on the cake. You're like, oh, this looks interesting, and then you hear Daniel Craig talking, and you go, wait, what? Mm-hmm. He's doing like if he's just doing his British accent, I don't think people would have sat up and take notice. But yeah, I think that kind of creates this sort of atmosphere of like, oh, this sounds. This seems like a lark. Mm-hmm. I think that's what people are looking for in this movie is a lark. And I and I'll just say right now that I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Very good. So, uh, I'm putting it. I'm putting it in my plus column. Now, I I'll tell you my theory that was wrong, and uh, it was one of these. Okay, questions. are we in spoilers now? Well, it's not a spoiler because it didn't exist. It's not. I still right. feel like if you're making guesses, it's a well, spoiler. From, so listen, hey, if you haven't seen the movie yet, I, jump off the show now. Yeah, come I back said, later. I said it was it. a spoiler podcast yeah, off yeah, the top, so I think all warnings have been uh, warned. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't want to connect this with a different movie, uh, cause I would have to spoil that movie and I'm not going to spoil that movie. 
Okay. But uh, I know that uh, this film has been influenced with various Is films. that movie Anaconda? <laughs> that Yes. Okay. Uh, but I just, haven't seen that movie. So yeah. Uh, but just the, the, the mention of it in the song, uh, I like big butts. Uh, not the Anaconda film. Mm. I don't know, even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Uh, whenever I see uh, a character who does not speak much. Okay. And appears to be in a lot of makeup. Mm. Uh, I always think that character's in disguise uh. and is clearly another actor who we're going to reveal at the end through the whole uh. thing. And, and because this, and this was the uh, grandmother character. Yes. Uh, like I just assumed by the end you would find out she was actually the person who was the murder victim, Christopher Plummer. You would find out she was. Uh, some Daniel Craig, you would find out she was someone, yeah. uh, the Frank Oz character, whoever it was. They would pull off a mask and go, I saw it all. And, you know, it, it, it'd be one of these. Because I've seen that in other movies. Whenever you see someone that's that uh, monosyllabic and yeah, yeah, weird yeah. little character in the background, they usually have the reveal of, oh, you didn't even pay attention to this person back here. And that's the person I always pay attention to in a movie. Yeah. Um, but, but nope, it was just uh, she was who she was. I found out later on the uh, the actress... Uh, I thought it was going to be Tilda Swinton, but it wasn't. You know what? More often than not, it it, it will be uh, Tilda Tilda Swinton. Uh, but I, K she, K Karan or something like that. She was. That, I think that's right. K Cal Calan. Oh, sorry. Uh, but she was in Lois and Clark as um as Clark Kent's mum. Oh, okay. So okay. I did know her from from that, but that was my mistake. I, 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 the whole thing, I was like, ah, it's clearly going to be this person. And also because <laughs> yeah. Frank Oz is in this movie. Yes. And when you see Frank Oz in a movie, yeah. you go like, ah, why are you using Frank Oz? You can use Frank Oz because Frank Oz can do a voice and Frank Oz can get into character and do mm. a little, little weird thing. But nope, Frank Oz just plays kind of a straight character in that. Well, so Frank that was- Oz, he's not, he, Frank Oz plays like a, a, he is funny in the role that he plays. He is. And I think he's in the movie because he played Yoda in The Last Jedi. And okay. that's where Ryan Johnson met him and said, you know what? I'd love to have you in my next movie because I think you're great. We, we will get into more Frank Oz later because uh, <laughs> I love me some Frank Oz. <laughs> All right. So um, the, let's, do you want to go uh, plot-wise? And sure, go we can through? go plot-wise. Sure, and uh, sure. we'll just go back and forth because the, the start of the film isn't, uh, isn't – the film isn't very linear. They have a lot of flashbacks and, and mm. back to the presence and what I, have you. I also so. like that they use unreliable memory in the yes. film as well, which I really like that. There's a few scenes where – People replace each other in a in a tableau, or in the sequence when the young girl is is leaving the property and following um, Christopher Plummer's character's advice. There's a scene where she's not sure if he says to stop before yes. or after, and she hears she hears both of them in her head, and she and that's that's interesting that it creates like a doubt in your mind too, because then it's replacing your own memories. Yeah, this is it's absolutely true. Um, Ryan Johnson is the is the director of this. Yep. And I've been trying uh, to hunt down this movie. I actually have it on DVD, but I have it on DVD in the wrong region. Uh, I'd have to find my all uh, everything uh, DVD player. Okay. Uh, but I'm trying to find Brick. Because, Love that movie. Yeah. Because that was a, a film noir uh, with teenagers. Yeah. It's a hard boiled uh, detective movie. Right. So you've got it. He's done with a detective. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Absolutely. Yeah. Who apparently was in this movie. He is. He just does a voice. A voice ah. at the very end, he does do a voice. Because I think his name is like Officer Hardcase or something like that. He's got a That's weird right, name yeah. at the end. Yeah. I just noticed his name in the credits because I'm i a, I'm a nerd, movie nerd who sits till the end of the movie. Sure. 
Um, so he has he has been in this. Uh, kind of, it's, this isn't really the same world. Yeah. But he has uh, done a mystery before, and he wrote this as well. Yes, he did write uh, this. Of course, we know him uh, now from Star Wars: Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and but he also uh, did Looper. He did Looper, but Brothers Looper, Bloom. you know, Looper is a cult film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars: Last Jedi is kind of the, yes. the big the big That's film. Definitely for him. the the. And the if you movie. like television, he mm-hmm. uh, directed uh, the Breaking Bad episode uh, Fly. Oh, really? The, uh, yeah. the bottle episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was a very, very good episode of that. Yeah, interesting. Um, and also a couple other episodes uh, of it as well. So he's swell, and uh, he wrote this script. Um, so and that's that's kind of admirable, too, because we're obviously living through a time right now where there's not a lot of original movies being made. There's lots of, you know, Walt Disney is obviously remaking the entire run of their, their animated films into yeah, live even action. even the animated ones, yeah. Even the animated ones into new animated Just ones. Just call them reanimations. <laughs> yes. Because that is but, really what, what they are. Yeah. But I know for all that um, uh, people like Scorsese, or Scorsese are complaining that the auteur mm-hmm. uh, is, is kind of thing is, is gone. I mean, we talked about Jojo Rabbit, I think, yep. two shows ago. Sure. And now we're talking about this, both... Mm-hmm. Uh, films that are directed yeah. and written yeah. uh, by the, by the one's an adaptation where this is an absolutely original story. That's, yeah. that's true. As much as you can, much as a whodunit based in sort of an Agatha Christie kind of world is. is but I uh, think in both cases they are the uh, the director's style. They bring yeah, their sure. own. Yep. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Signature to everything. Yeah. So yeah, kind of going back and forth. Uh, we start off uh, with an interrogation. interrogation. We start off. Well, we start off with a reveal. Okay, the reveal because we have the we have the housekeeper yes making coffee. That's right. She has up. A, she has this mug that's going to be very important to the movie, yeah. which says "My house, my rules, my, my coffee. coffee," which she puts on a tray and she brings upstairs. The and her, by the way, it, it can be a bit of a cute thing that that you go Ugh, when someone starts off with the same thing that you end the film with. It either works or it doesn't, and mm-hmm. in this case, I think it really works. Oh, it really works. Yeah, yeah, and. So, yes, so the housekeeper puts, you know, puts together this little coffee, you know, coffee and, and whatever the breakfast things and brings them upstairs to her master. What do you call a person who employer. you were a housekeeper for? Employer. Or employer, sure, her employer, who's not in his bedroom. So then she knows that he has a secret attic office. So she opens a hidden door in the, in the wainscoting and then goes up upstairs where she discovers that the, her employer is dead, has cut his own throat and is laying like on a divan, laying there uh, and having bled out, and then she drops everything on the floor. For me, when I when I saw that reveal, uh, because there's a mask that's directly behind him that's of a face. Mm. When, when your eye pans down, and that was the first thing I saw. I thought, oh, there's there's someone there. That's what my brain just went. Oh, oh. there's someone there. No, there isn't. Oh, geez, there's. <laughs> it was just a nice misdirect for like uh, half a second. I don't know if it was intentional, but it. Uh, yeah, it I didn't really see that. Yeah, because as she walks through the house, there's lots of little uh, dolls and stuff like that, puppets and things uh, throughout the house. It kind right. of maybe are related to because as it turns out, it's Harlan Brislow or something like that. No, Harlan. It is Harlan something. That's okay. That's why we Harlan Bristow. Harlan uh, uh, Thromby. Oh, Thromby. Where am I getting? Brist- anyway, Harlan Thromby. Uh, oh, because I'm thinking of the Don Johnson character, and that's his. Diff- that's a different name. Why would he didn't take his wife's name? What am I thinking? Mm. But anyway, um, yeah. So he is apparently a very successful mystery writer. Yes. Who has written many, many mysteries and has made a lot of money through his mysteries and has bought this very interesting house out in the kind of countryside. And with secret doors. With secret doors and little, yeah, little secret windows and little, little kind of uh, nooks and crannies. It's a very kind of cool place. And so, yeah, but unfortunately, he is dead. Cue yeah. 
There's blood. Yeah, there's blood. <laughs> there, his throat has been slashed. Yeah. Uh, she drops the she drops the tray. Mm-hmm. The cup survives. Yes. Don't worry, everybody. Those of you that go like, I need to know if the cup survives. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm not gonna be able to watch this movie. Sure. The cup survives. <laughs> and but this could just be the start of any Law and Order episode up till this point. Sure. Someone and stumbles upon the body. If you're interested in this, by the way, don't forget our other podcast, Mug Museum, <laughs> where we go through people's cupboards and look at their mugs that they've been storing, sometimes yeah. for twenty years or more. Often just faded, completely lost all meaning that the actual original image is gone. Yeah, people ask, will you be covering saucers at any point? We're like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just mugs and cups. Just mugs and cups. Mugs yeah. and cups. All right, so uh, there has been a murder. <laughs> yes. And then the next thing you see... And you well, there's been a suicide. All right. There's been a suicide. There's been That's a suicide. That's right. But as us, as audience members, we did not come to the to a suicide movie. <laughs> it's not I'm a suicide the, the, mystery. The police feel it's a suicide. most of those are easy to solve. Is it the person who did it? Yes. Thank you. Otherwise, it would not be a suicide. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so. Uh, but the police are treating it as a suicide. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, but they're still, but they're still interviewing, uh, they're still interviewing family members who were there, uh, the night of, cause this, uh, this occurred on his, uh, birthday, the evening of his birthday. That's right. His 85th uh, birthday. And so we're going back and forth between the different family members and we're being introduced to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of cuts back and forth, uh, when they, when they say certain things and they're linking it all together and they, uh, we they get all, their point of view of what was happening the night right, before. We're, and we're learning uh, about their personalities there. Yeah. Um, uh, but they all start, no- and we will get into what their personalities are in a second, but they all start noticing there's someone who is in the background yes. who keeps hitting a note on the piano. Yes. And they're like, who is that? But we don't answer that question. We keep going to another person mm-hmm. and they keep talking. And then they ask, who's that? Then we go to another person. And yeah, we're, uh, we're meeting here. As you mentioned, Don Johnson is playing Richard Drysdale. He is, uh, the son-in-law, uh, and, uh, and the husband of a woman named Linda. And, uh, he run, he helps run, uh, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Playing uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's right. We'll get to Jamie Lee Curtis in a second. Uh, running, helping run his, uh, wife's company. Uh, we've got, uh, Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. Who has kind of a goop style uh, yes. business uh, going on? Uh, she's a lifestyle guru and uh, influencer. And yeah. as you mentioned, yes, Jamie Lee uh, Curtis. Yeah. she is the eldest daughter. So Jamie uh, Lee Curtis, the eldest daughter. Yeah, Don Johnson is her husband. Yeah, Tony Collette's character Joni is a widow. She's a widow, but she's not a family member except by marriage. Her That's right. she married into the family, and her husband died. Yeah, her husband Neil died. That's right. And I'm not being Johnny Clever. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page right now. So this, and by the way, as we always have to say, we are gentlemen who are above the age of 50. We need memory tools. <laughs> we do need memory tools. And if we get anything wrong, please do write us and let us know. And we will send you a thank you note. Please kindly let us know. Yeah. No, we actually don't mind. So uh, who else was uh, being interviewed? There was also uh, there. Michael Shannon's the, character. The That's right. Michael Shannon. The youngest who son. Who is Walter Walt uh, Thromby. Yeah. Uh, he is, uh, the youngest son. That's right. All right. And he's also the CEO of his, uh, father's publishing company. Mm-hmm. And then we also have, um, Anna D. R. Armas. She's playing, uh, Marta, who is, was Harlan's nurse and the caretaker. And so, you know, in a movie like this, who are you going to suspect if there's no butler? <laughs> it's the care, care, caretaker. Okay. Keeping an eye on her. Also, she seems very innocent. Too innocent, Dave? Seems too innocent? A little too innocent, yes. Because the others seem like a bunch of creeps. <laughs> they certainly aren't the nicest people in the world. Right. Was anyone else being interviewed uh, there? Nope. All right. Very good. 
so yeah, uh, they are they are being interviewed, uh, and they're all being somewhat uh, somewhat uh, dismissive a little bit, maybe a little uh, a little especially. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character yeah. is uh, is uh, is annoyed well, to even being questioned yeah, because this uh, is a suicide. As far as they're concerned, it's a suicide. Absolutely. Um, uh, and uh, then they reveal uh, who this uh, person is playing the piano, the yeah. one note on the piano. Yeah. And it is Daniel Craig. Yes. And he's playing uh, Benoit Blanc. Yes. Great name. Very good name. Excellent. Uh, he is a private detective and he has been hired by who we knows? Don't, we don't know. And we find out he don't know. He don't know either. He received an envelope of money, a substantial amount of money Shows in the mail. Shows with his fingers how thick that envelope was. That's right. And says, the per, the, whoever sent him the money said that there's a murder has taken place and he should investigate it. So, right. So this anonymous person is suggesting that there was a murder. And so Blanc feels obliged to take this information to the police, to his... To his uh, and they seem like friends because... Because that officer, played by Lakeith Stan Stanfield, that's right, who's very good in um, Get Out, Get Out, and also uh, Sorry to Bother You. Which is oh a very yes, good movie. yes, yeah, that's very right. good movie. And so he uh, calls him Benny. So I feel like they have a relationship that extends beyond uh, just you know a policeman. Yeah, I'm trying to look up what situation. the name of the other uh, police officer, uh, or the other detective, I suppose. Uh, he is a trooper. Trooper, okay. Yeah. Uh, because he is a big fanboy of everything to do with Christopher Plummer's character. Yes. He, he knows everything about, about yeah, everything. Yeah. And just well, he seems to be a big there. fanboy of everyone. He also enjoys Yeah, Noel ben Sagan Blaine. as uh, Trooper Wagner. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I like that. I like that it was a person who was like, every. Here's, a, here's one of those things that you get in a good movie. Every character has something going on. Yeah. There's no one who's just like, who's that, who's that person? Eh, they're just filler. They just There's maybe of, one character who's kind of... Kind of filler, almost. Maybe. Is this a, but, sort of a whipping boy? Okay, well, we can get to that. Uh, what I liked about uh, this was, we're right into it. Yeah. First of all, here's all the characters. Great. Now we know we know them all. They, they, they interview them. We, we get it. And then we immediately get into all their motivations for why they would want Christopher Plummer dead. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not like most murder mysteries where... We're just going to mess around for a while, and then, like over time, we're just going to reveal slowly. It's like, look, it feels <laughs> it, it feels like one of these movies that I appreciate, and it's weird to say this because it's another movie that we've talked about. But Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse assumes you've seen other Spider-Man movies, assumes that you've seen movies. Look, and they and they start with, okay, here's here's all the stuff that you know, you yeah. know this, but we're going to tell you that. Yeah. And this film feels like you know what murder mysteries are. We don't have to hold your hand through it. Here's all the stuff, and then and they get right to it. So we get the motivations next. Well, we what, I, what I like in this what I like in this film is that there's three substantial acts, and each act is different. You know what I mean? Mm. So like the first act sets up the investigation. Okay. We meet Blanc. We have the investigation. The second act is Anna de Armas's character Marta's attempt to keep out of trouble. Right. So we get so that's a very tense part of the movie where we feel like she's in trouble. Right. She's very nervous. <clears throat> Blanc obviously suspects her, or at least using her in some way. And so that's very interesting. And then we get to the third act, which is the kind of reveal of the actual murder. And the and that's also very interesting as well. It's all it's all done very well. And it's just I just like the movie kind of breaks it up into three significant yeah, parts. You don't get time to be bored by anything. Yeah, Even though it is a it's fairly long film. I didn't feel it was long at all like when I it's when over I saw it. it's over two hours. It's well, hundred and thirty okay. minutes. Wow. Uh, but yeah, because that is over two hours. Because it does shift gears. Mm. Uh, you're all right. So, so here are the motivations. Uh, so 
uh, uh, Christopher Plummer's character was threatening to ex- expose uh, Don Johnson's. Uh, I'm, I'm saying their yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just say, just say the actor's name. Uh, Don Johnson's uh, character for having an affair. It's having an affair, yeah. And so he he says he's got like a uh, he's going to send this letter to his wife unless uh, he spills the beans himself and let her know she deserves to know and puts that into a little lock drawer. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's also going to cut off um, uh, Tony uh, Collette uh, because she has been double dipping. Yes. Uh, Her daughter, by the way, is there as well. Does her daughter get interviewed in the, in the initial interviews? I don't think so. I don't think so either, but her daughter is going to school and uh, the uh, Christopher Plummer is paying for the school, but she's been uh, working it so that she's been getting payments as well. The same amount. So she's basically been robbing, uh, robbing. Yeah. Over a hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Uh, so uh, he says he's not going to prosecute her, but it, she's cut off at this point. Yeah. Just one more payment, and then that's it. Yeah. Uh, he also fires uh, his uh, fires Walt Michael Shannon. Yeah. Because uh, Walt uh, wants to make these books into movies. I don't think that's why he fires him, but yes. He's, okay. Why do you, Why do you think? I think he's just trying to cut everyone off of the teat. You know, because he feels like he's made their lives too easy, and they've never been able to like they've never been able to. Re- you know, actual self-actualize, I guess, would be a way to say it. They've always been tied to him. You know, like his his older daughter Linda can say that she started her own real estate company mm-hmm. and built it from the ground up. But really, she it says in the film she started it with a million dollar loan. Right, that sounds familiar. A million dollar yeah. loan from her dad. You know, Walt can boast that he is the you know the chief uh, you know in charge of this publishing company. But the publishing company only publishes his dad's books. That's all it does. You know, so he is just living off of his talent. Well, here's the thing. Walt is kind of useless because as you find out, yeah, all he does is he's like a middleman that does nothing. Sure. Walt is trying to uh, move things forward Mm -hmm. by getting these books made into movies and television shows. And uh, his father is having none of it. Yeah, that's not what he's interested in. That's not what he does. Yeah. You know, I write write books. And Walt's only trying to justify the fact that he is living off of his dad's talent. You know, taking someone's stuff... Taking someone's books and making them into TV shows and stuff like that. Once again, you're just being a middleman. You're not using your talent. He's not going to adapt his dad's books into TV shows. He's just going to, but he's not going to. He's just going to, you know, sell the rights to whoever to Netflix. In this case, they're talking about. Yeah. So is that? In fact, do they mention Netflix? They do. He says, you know, in talks with Netflix. That's one thing. By the way, I also really like in this movie is it is very much a film that's happening right now. Yeah, and it's very easy about it. It Doesn't throw it in your face. It's just this is what this is what life is. Yes, the house feels old. But then we learn that they bought we, it. In, yeah, we learn we learn a twist at the end. Yeah, that they the bought house. it in the nineteen eighties. You know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's not not. Yeah, they give you the illusion. Yeah. that they've been here forever. In fact, mm-hmm. the uh, I mean they they have they have a conversation later on a family argument that could only take place in the last two years, if not in the last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you're mentioning the million-dollar thing, of course, that is a Trump thing. They do, they don't mention his name, but he the film is soaking in in that. Yeah, because um, yeah, so, it's about a wealthy family who, you know, are living, you know, living in America Yeah, and are, priv- are privileged enough that, that, you know, that they can look at the world from their own, you know, their own priv- place of privilege, I guess, and just... And judge everyone, but Christopher Plummer's Plummer's point is that none of you have earned the right to do that. All of you are just are living on my money. I'm the one person in this whole scenario who started with nothing, just with a typewriter, and yeah. you know, through really hard work, 
and always and thinking yeah. and, and always thinking about plots and stuff like that. And there's a scene later in the film where the, the worst possible circumstance, he's writing down this great murder plot, you know, yeah. like, oh, this is fantastic. And, and then, uh, every, but everyone else in the family have never achieved anything on their own. So his idea and whether this would ever work really, and whether it's just, you know, a dream on his part was the idea that he has is that by cutting everyone off, they will be able to become real people and not just sort of half people who, you know, only can survive. Yeah, really based say on... why now? Like what, what was the trigger for this yeah. or why this is going on? Well, here's, here's what I think the film is basically, you know, yeah. again, it's a murder mystery. Sure. But you know, when I got, when we got to the end end and we will get to the, the, the punchline at sure. the very end, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, to me, it was about America mm. and it's like, Everyone in this family represents a very different part of America. Okay. And they all are, as you say, arrogant. And they all do feel that they've earned things on their own, not realizing that being born into what they, they yeah. were born into gave them all these advantages. But at any point where they get to talk about how they did this, none of them acknowledge that at all. Yeah. And so, yes, when he's, when he's going to cut them off, they're uh, they're outraged. They yeah. feel that they feel that they're owed this, of mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. And when um, someone else, we forgot to mention Chris Chris Evans' character. He because he hasn't uh, shown up. In the, he, we well, learn that he is not. Yeah, that he's not present. But we do see him storming. Him out. mentioned. Yeah, that he got in an argument with his with his grandfather as well. Right, and he he does he does uh, storm out. Um, but yeah, to me, it does kind of represent because they did have that one scene where they all distinctly show their political views and it was just like why are we why are we doing this it's like oh because they're all america this is they're showing every aspect of america is in this family and they all think they're so different yeah but they're all so the same uh and then someone who actually is different is there and the way they treat them is very is very interesting and we, yeah. we shall get to that sure um so the next thing that we see by the way, yeah, so so these are all getting cut out of the will. And uh, Chris Evans is getting cut out because he's lazy, we assume. He's a do-nothing gadabout. Yeah, he's just a trust fund baby. Yes. Um, so, but then we see, again, a scene that you would normally see at the end of another movie. Uh, and revealing everything. It was just like, how did he die? And we and we get to see what's what's going on. Mm. And... Um, and uh what we did we did get a little scene uh when when they were talking about uh what happened that night of um uh Jamie Lee Curtis being woken up she's a very light sleeper yeah people were stomping stomping up upstairs well I think we should mention Marta being there because she's kind of before we see the the interviews Marta yeah. Marta arrives Marta is the is the nurse caretaker, caretaker of Christopher, yeah. Christopher Plummer uh and she has been called to questioning mm -hmm. and that's when we meet i think her, uh i can't remember the name of the jen is that the name of of uh tony collette's daughter tony collette's daughter is this the thing that's a good be -ba -da -ba -da. well we got ricky lindholm who we don't uh, actually no, that's, interview that's donna i'm looking at all the thrombies she's here. walt's wife that's right uh i'm not sure what the daughter's name is so please continue and then I anyway so oh we, wait uh is it uh meg oh meg oh yes. I, I didn't think it would, I thought it was Meg, and then I thought, no, that doesn't sound right. Yes. But anyway, so Meg uh, greets Marta when she comes. Yes. And, you know, tells her that she's part of the family. Yeah. They all say she's part of, all, they're always all, part of the family. You're part of the family. They're all part of the family. And that, you know, don't worry, we'll take care of you. Everything's fine. Da, 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 da. 
And so then, you know, but Marta is obviously very tense and very uh, unhappy to be in this situation. Yeah, she knows something. I guess. I didn't really think that about it. I just thought that she was upset about what was happening. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, you know... We will learn later that she knows something. They make a point that... Um, well, she makes a point that more than being a nurse, she was a friend to Christopher Plummer's character. So the, you know, so obviously to her, like this loss is really, you know, she has nothing against him. The night before, she was not cut out of a, a will, you know. But she would, uh, she was just an employee, though. She's just an employee. But you know There's what I mean? There's nothing to be cut out no, of. No, no, no. I just mean for her. Right. That she's not carrying like this feeling of relief. Like, oh, I almost got cut out of a will. Luckily, he died last night. Now I'm okay. You know, to her, it's just loss. So, yeah, that's interesting. And then we learn an interesting thing about her, which is that she cannot lie. Well, she can lie, but there's consequences. She cannot lie without throwing up. Shortly afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so... It's a time-release thing. It's not immediate. No. It's about 30 seconds, and then, yes. Yeah. I don't know, time-release, but yeah. It's hard for her to... (laughs) So, yeah, so that's... Which is a great... Well, by the way, it's a great gimmick. Yes. Because... Now you've now you, again you've just made it so much harder for yourself as a mystery. It's like here's a character who cannot lie. Yeah, and they could be lying about that, perhaps, and to fake it later. But mm-hmm. you're hoping that they don't because that is such a great gimmick. Yeah, it's it's like in a magic trick where you know you've got a transparent box. Yes, and like whatever we're going to be doing, you're going to see what's going on. So we're just going to take that away, which is you know normally what we'd use to hide this. Yeah, here we go. We're not going to you know uh, we're not going to deceive you in that way. And she's the character who should, that you assume when you hear this, that she will have the least, the least secrets, which turns out to be not true. Which makes her seem guilty if you've ever seen a mystery. Mm. You know, whoever the most innocent character is, probably, you know, there's going to be some subtext there. And now we're about to find it out. Uh, again, in the previous uh, interviews, you also found out that Tony Collette's character went up, because she heard a, a noise as well, went up to check on her father. Uh, and her father was playing Go uh, with with uh, Anna. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the, the Go board had flipped over. Uh, she opens up the door and it, everything's a bit of a, a mess. Things seem a little tense. But yeah. her father says, it's all fine. It just the board flipped over. Everything's great. Uh, she, she tells him that, that she loves him. He loves her. And they, they say goodbye and the door yeah. closes. Now we're going to find out what happened in that room. And what happened in that room was they were playing Go. Yeah. Which is something that they do. And they were, they are friends. That was absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, and it was time for his medicine. He's not well, a big he, fan. Don't forget that he, um, was losing the game. So he petulantly pretended there was an earthquake and yes. dropped the board to the floor. That was, you know, so, and then also the medicine fell to the floor. Yes. So, so basically, what you, you kind of get from him is uh, if you don't like the rules, wrap up the game, <laughs> change the rules, yeah, don't play yeah. by the rules, yeah. which is probably how he became a success. He is not, uh, not the kind of guy that plays by the rules. He's a man of many mysteries. Uh, so, yeah, so she sort of laughs at that, but she's annoyed. Uh, and, uh, and then there's something like she, he, she wants to give him his medicine. He's not wanting that. What do, what does she do again to the, the like makes him? He, there's something that's like he he doesn't really want the medicine, but he agrees to it if she does something. Is there? Am I missing something there? I'm trying to remember. Like there was there was something. Yeah, you, I don't if, remember. Sorry. Yeah, if you do something, uh, give the medicine. Like tell her a story or there's something. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on what yeah, that I can't was. Remember what was but it was something that showed Why that they were clearly friends. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, she gives she gives him the medicine. And then uh, says so she, that she gives him a a uh, basically it's like a 
muscle relaxed and the pain relief. He has a, a sore shoulder. He has a pulled shoulder. Okay. And then she gives him a little bit of morphine after that. Yeah, a very, to help very him sleep. small amount to help. Yeah, she's, she, yeah. she's you three know, milligrams of. He, uh, of. he enjoys being uh, uh, morphined. He, yeah. he does like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but she realizes uh, that the. Uh, after she's the, given the. That the jars have been switched. She gave him uh, way too much morphine. Yeah, and the only uh, the only thing that's going to save him is uh, is another is another drug, and I forget the name of it. But uh, that she's got in her bag, but she looks for Max, it. Naxalone. That's right. She cannot find it. Yeah, uh, and so they use for people who are ODing is Naxalone. Okay, uh, and she cannot find it. Yeah, uh, and is panicking, and he tells her to calm down. Yeah, and here's what we're going to do, and that's when his mystery mind. Comes he also in. he also discovers that. Oh, you can kill someone with morphine, but and hide the Naxalone. This would be a way to kill someone really quickly. So he starts writing out. This is the plot in his notebook, which I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. You can see there's someone who's always uh, always thinking about his next book. You know, oh, this is an interesting plot. Okay, this would be really good. Unfortunately, the Naxalone isn't there. So yes, now he has to think of a new plot, and that's to save her. Yes, because he knows that if uh, it's found out. That even by accident, uh, she uh, she she killed him with the, the, this drug. Yeah. Uh, she's she's in the country illegally. And she's not in the country illegally. Oh, her mother is in the country. Her mother is in the country. That's correct. Yeah. Sorry, her country is her mother is in the country illegally, and uh, she will have to leave. Mm-hmm. So uh, she wants, doesn't want to save herself necessarily yeah. at this point. No, no, but, she wants to call nine one one. That's right. And he's like, no, 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 I'm dead anyway. Yeah. She explains she explains the amount of time it would take for him yeah. to die, and he he knows how long it would take an ambulance to get here. So yeah. there's no way to save him, yeah. because there's no way to save him. He wants to save her and her mother, yeah. and she still won't hear of it. Um, uh, but uh, but then he convinces her, you've got to do it for your mother, because you're not going to save me, but you can save your mother, and that is so hard for her. But she does agree to this, yeah. and so he uh, devises a, a plan. For how uh, it can look like it's suicide and she will get away with this. Yeah. 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 So basically what he wants her to do is leave the house noisily. Yeah. Announce what time it is. While leaving. While leaving. Get in her car. Drive. drive Past a statue. Or before. He says turn off. She's not sure. He doesn't remember. Because when she gets out there, she's like. She's in a panic. She's like. He says turn before. And then in her mind, it also says turn after. Because of the security cameras. So she turns before the, the statue. Which I don't think was right. It was not right. It was not right, because then she's on camera. That's right. She sneaks back around, mm-hmm. climbs up the trellis on the side of the house, breaks a piece of the trellis off, climbs through a secret window that's in the up- upper story of the Can house. Can we just mention that before this happens... Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, that's right. She's No, no, it's when she comes back that she's spotted. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She comes back. Okay. So yeah. she goes into the... She goes into... Um, she goes in, grabs uh, the, her Christopher Plummer's house coat... Yeah. And his cap. She sneaks down the stairs. Pretending to be him. Pretending to be uh, him, Because yeah. he likes wandering down for a midnight snack. Sure. His son, uh, Michael Walt, Shannon, yeah. uh, tells him, get back upstairs, Dad. Yeah. Turns. Goes back upstairs. Yes. And we see that from Michael Shannon's point of view initially. Yeah. And then we see it from her point of view. We see her coming down the stairs very nervously because thinking, oh, I'm just going to get caught. He tells her to go back upstairs. She turns, runs up the stairs, gets rid of the, you know, doffs the cap, gets yeah. rid of the housecoat. Climbs back down the trellis. Oh. It's when she gets to the when when does she when does she uh, get blood on her? That's before that's before she even leaves because she oh. changes her mind and comes in and he kills himself. And he, while and she's, she sees him sl- yeah. uh, slitting his own throat. Yeah, and that's when she gets a little tiny drop of blood on her, which mm-hmm. is important for later. Please yeah. continue. So then she uh, goes back down the trellis. Then she sees gr- great 
great Nana Juanetta is her name, the so, character's sounds name. Sounds about right, okay. Played by Kay Callan, uh, who says... A, a great Nana Thromby. Great Nana Thromby. Well, her name oh, is... Oh, Juanetta, great Nana yeah, yeah, Thromby, yes. Yeah, yeah. She's in the credits as great, great Nana gotcha. Juanetta. But anyway, so um, she sees her, but because she's really ancient, we, they, it's said in the film, we don't know how old she is. No. Because her son is 85 years old. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So how old is she? It's basically, it's a Monty Burns joke. It's like there's uh, Montgomery Burns, who is the oldest man in Springfield. Yeah. But his mother is still alive in a nursing home as well and hates him. Yeah. Yeah. So. uh, Which is, again, one of those things where like, well, she can't exist. Why is she? No, she's not real. There's some, mm, there's some thing in a thing here, but no. So then uh, she says, is that you again, Ransom? Which is the name of Chris Evans' character. So. Thinking, I guess he's come back. He left the party earlier. Now he's come back again, uh, which is lucky for Marta that she thinks that she is is yeah. Chris Evans. She quickly leaves. We also learn an important thing, which is that dogs like good people. They'll never bark at people who aren't good. Right. And so Marta can come and go without any without the dogs barking at her. That's and to be lucky. fair, the dogs know her as well. And the dogs know her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they know other people and bark at them. Okay. As is established. But anyway, so. Then she she drives off, and she feels terrible about this, obviously. This is not, you know, in no way what she wanted to have happen. Like, she would have preferred to obviously call 911, admit to wrongdoing, because it would have, you know, it's her, it's, I don't She's know. She's killed her friend. It's, I don't know if it would be called manslaughter, but it would definitely have a criminal element to criminal it. Criminal negligence, Criminal ne- negligence, maybe, yeah, if you accidentally, you know, because what happened was she, when he, you know, Play, the playfully flipped the board over and she picked up the medicine without you know and put it down she just habitually went and grabbed it in the order that she would normally have had it and started giving him his medicine it was only after she had given him his um dose i think 100 milligrams of the the muscle relaxant pain painkiller that she re- she realized that she'd given him 100 milligrams of the morphine when he should, should be getting three, three milligrams yeah, yeah. And so it's a good movie if you want to know how much morphine to take to go to sleep. <laughs> but she is, yeah, or if you're Sherlock Holmes, how much more to have fun. And she, um, she, you know, and you know, she was obviously willing to take the the repercussions for this and call nine one one. But it was Christopher Plummer who insisted, "No, I'm dead anyway. You just should not have to be punished for this. This is not." And she still, I don't think she still would have called nine one one anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's important to remember this. That she, uh, there was, there was, uh, someone that she cared about. Yeah. Uh, she, she put herself at risk and she would have called number one, even though it put her at risk. Yeah. Uh, but even, even when it was, uh, you know, even afterwards, she was still going to, to do it. And it was only that she was convinced, like, your mom will be, yeah, uh, put in danger if yeah. you do this. Exactly. So, so, so good on her. So the next big scene is the will reading. Mm. Uh, and the will reading is, uh, is, is being held by, uh, one of my favorite people, which is Frank Oz. He's great. Frank Oz is, uh, I'm almost confused with, with Frank Oz. Now, Frank Oz, of course. Miss Piggy. Best known as Miss Piggy. Fozzie Bear. Grover. Grover. Absolutely correct. Bert. Of Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, and if that was, if that was it, well, that's enough. Uh, but uh, he is also the director of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Very good movie. Um, 
House Sitter, it's uh, it's okay. Uh, In and Out, Bowfinger, which is a very good movie. Yeah. Uh, did a remake of The Stepford Wives, and hmm. I did a remake of uh, Death at a Funeral, and also Indian in the Cupboard. He was a very uh, working director, mm-hmm. and then stopped. He's one of these directors. I'm like, well, why do you why do you stop directing? Maybe he had enough money. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe your Yoda money will uh, will get you through. You know, because because then the prequels come out. I'm sure he got paid more for that Yoda than he did in the previous Yoda. Yeah, and he also probably gets a little Muppet cut. Uh, he's probably all right, but uh, he was supposed to be directing. The uh, the reboot of the Muppets uh, and the reboot of the Muppets that eventually became a Jason Segel movie, which was uh, uh, the Muppets, uh, was going to be called the cheapest Muppet movie ever made. Oh, yeah, which sounds interesting. Yeah, I would have yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been uh, game on seeing what he would have uh, done with it. But I, uh, I think well, if I think you mentioned those last three films, Stepford Wives, etc., they weren't really they didn't really set the world on fire. And that may have just may have hampered his career a bit as a director, right? And I don't even know how well Bowfinger did. I know pe- critically, Bowfinger that was did a big, well. It was a big. Bowfinger success. did pretty well, but I think it was more Stepford Wives, Indian in the Cupboard, and that other one you mentioned, right? Uh, Death at a Funeral. None, and, of, none of those movies. And so. you will see him in every John Landis movie. Mm. So you're going to see him in Blues Brothers. You're going to see him in Blues Brothers 2000. That's a shame. <laughs> Sorry about that. He's an American werewolf in London. He's in Spies Like Us. Hmm. Uh, he's in Innocent Blood, uh, and. Um, and into the night and coming in America, uh, there are announcements for him on the PA system because he was not in that movie. But they, <laughs> they are there announcements for Mr. Frank Osnowitz. So, yeah. <laughs> but he, when I saw Frank Oz, it's again, it's one of these characters that when they show up in a movie and they're not really announced, you're like, oh, Frank Oz is here. This is something, and he's playing it very like he's playing it funny. Like he's 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 a he's a bouncy character. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's interesting. Yeah, but he's kind of a straight guy. So I'm like, hmm. So you don't, hmm. This is a lot of Frank Oz. We're really establishing this is a guy, a really straight guy. What's going on with this? And so I kept suspecting at some point you'd find out him playing another character, or again the old woman, or something. But nope, it was just Frank Oz. I'm glad these red herrings were were getting you. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Again, when you've got a movie where every character gets to be somewhat interesting, mm-hmm. there we go. Now, am I wrong? You're or, wrong. Or okay, very good. Very good. <laughs> no, go ahead. Sorry. The um, the the assistant uh, that he had. Yeah. Was she from Booksmart? Was that the actress? I don't think from so. Booksmart? I don't think that was Beanie Feldstein. No. Oh, okay, very good. Then uh, then uh, she looked familiar. Uh, she looked familiar to me too, but I don't think it was Beanie Feldstein. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So he does the, he does the reading of the will, and the reading of the will is just a one pager. Just because I don't think Beanie Feldstein would be in a movie to have no lines. She had a couple of lines. Oh yes, that's right. She would she would point at the paper and, and she had some uh, comedy business. She had some comedy business because he's not the best lawyer in the world. Yes, uh, and so I'm going to look that up in just a second and yeah, see if she's, do. Yeah, she's, do. she's in it. But why don't you tell us what happened at the reading of the will while I do that? So the reading of the will occurs, and this is where we get to meet Chris Evans' character. He finally shows up in his uh, vintage BMW. Yeah, nice big entrance. This is how you play it. This yeah. is how you get an actor. And you if, get an actor going, you're going to have a fun role. You're going to do a lot of fun. By the way, this is how you get all these actors. It's just like, you're going to be chewing scenery every time you're there. <laughs> but because it's a, a it's a, it's a, it's a sh- it's a movie with like lots of cast. You don't got to memorize that many lines. Mm. You know, it's not going to be a lot of work. Come on in and do it. And it's, uh, it's exactly the kind of uh, uh, thing that uh, they like. Go ahead, continue. Although none of them are really um, pleasant, so it's interesting. Like most actors like to play. You know, they don't they don't want to think of themselves as unpleasant people, so mm-hmm. they have they prefer to play like pleasant people. Where this movie, there are like kind of a lot of negative negative people but anyway so yes we have the reading of the will which is read by frank oz 
uh, somewhat mostly by his assistant who keeps pointing out to him what he should be reading in the in the will. Now, he tells everyone that a week before he died, Christopher Plummer's character changed his will. Yes. He the will is this he the will was given to him. Frank Oz has not seen it. It's in an envelope which he proceeds to open. Just a one page. Just a one page. This is going to be easy. <laughs> That's what he says. This will be easy. So he reads it and Christopher Plummer has left his all his money, his fortune his to house. Wait a second. His right fortune there. to Marta. He has left his publishing empire mm-hmm. to Marta. And when everyone gets up, everyone gets very angry and up in arms about this and are ready to, and want to throw her out of the house, yeah. they have to turn to Frank Oz and he says, oh, yes, the house also goes to Marta. So no, they don't even have the house to stand on. Yeah. They have nothing. And so they are really upset. Marta is, is, uh, thronged by them they basically force her out of the house right before this a uh, ransom has kind of really turned on all the family members yeah he does his whole eat shit eat shit yeah eat shit, yeah eat shit, yeah i uh, think you can tell yeah he is the black sheep of the family he sure. is very much the black sheep of the family and okay. he seems he's the one who kind of laughs when the will is read and feels like they des- they deserve it because he has already been cut out yeah so now they are as screwed as he is yeah right yeah. he's got nothing to lose when he shows up yeah so then uh, Marta can't get her car to start. Everyone's crowding around it, panging in the like windows. Zombies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. And he stops and says, come on. And so she jumps out of her car into his car and they take off. He's her white knight. He's her savior. And they're driving along. And he has and a very nice car. He does have a very nice car. Vintage and her, BMW. Is not, her car is not as nice. That's important it's, for it's, later. It's a Hyundai. Yeah. <laughs> not as nice. It's a Hyundai, older Hyundai, i.e. not as nice. And so then he tells her that the night before when he was uh, told he was um, told he was cut off in the will that he was not going to be getting any more any more money. At first, he was very angry. He says. Then he was driving. He had this moment of clarity, and he realized this was like a moment for him to prove himself, to you know, prove that he can be as good as his grandfather was, be as great as his grandfather. Which is exactly what his grandfather wanted. Yes, he exactly. was the one of the bunch to kind of get it. it yeah, seems. yeah, yeah. And so, meanwhile, he, by the way, he is uh, he is giving her a big bowl. Of baked beans. Well, this is this is in the car when he's driving. He oh, then I'm takes so her. He then takes her to a to a kind of a diner, to a roadside yeah. roadhouse diner kind of thing. Yeah. And they go in, and he orders her some chili and a bowl, big bowl. And of course, she is probably not eating very much that day because she was nervous about having to talk sure. to the police and you know feeling upset about what happened the night before. And so she voraciously eats this plate of chili. He pulls a plate away from her, and he says, "Now I'm going to ask you some questions." And I know you can't lie to me because we played a game last year and you proved that you cannot lie without throwing up. And so then he pushes a bowl in front of her and he says, I want you to tell me what happened last night. Now, she had told the police what had happened the night before. But what she did was she told the truth in snippets. Yeah. So she left out... Enough of the truth. That's right. She left out enough of the reality that she could tell them without vomiting. She probably didn't feel great, but she was able to tell the truth and also lie. But not really lie, because what she said was true. But Chris Evans' character is not having that. He basically worms the entire story out of her. He discovers what happened the night before. And he's sympathetic. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're right. You don't want to give that money back to those people. We can make sure that you stay out of trouble. And I'm going to help you. Which is good, you know, because he's going to be there for her. So then she goes home. Does and- he say at any point there that there's something that he wants? Yes, that? that's right. He All he wants is... The money owing to him in the, that would, he would have got in the will. Yeah. That's all. 
There's a, you know, obviously he's not completely selfless. He's doing this. That's right. Because all of a sudden this character who seemed to be like the real yeah. bad guy yeah. turns into the good guy. But yeah. then, uh, no, 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 he wants he, he wants, wants to share. wet his beak. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But that seems fair to her. Sure. And he's a very charming fellow. He is very what charming. What a handsome bit of business he this is. He is a very handsome man. That oh is very true. Oh, my gosh. Holy moly. Huh? <laughs> Calm down over there. <laughs> <laughs> so then Marta goes home. Mm-hmm. And see your mom. See your mom. Mom's watching uh, Murder, Murder She, she wrote. wrote in sp- in Spanish with Tom Bosley is a uh, in there too. Now was Tom Bosley on Murder She Wrote? Was that Tom Bosley? That was Tom Bosley. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was the sheriff. He was. Yeah. Was this before he did? Sorry. Again, it's fun because it's a murder mystery. Yeah. Uh, was this before he did uh, the Father What's Its uh, Mysteries, or was this after? Because he had his own murder mystery show where he was a priest That's that right. solved murder mysteries. Uh. So I'm not sure if he was like, I'm if not they sure went which like, one hey, I liked first. him on that show. Let's make mm-hmm. him the lead. Or was he the lead before? And uh, they went like, hey, you know what? Why don't you come over to this other murder mystery show? Because you know what you're doing on that. I, I was just curious. But yeah, she's watching it in Spanish. Yeah, watching it in Spanish because her, her mom is from Uruguay. I believe they are. But we, but part of the how the family shows their indifference to her is the fact that none of them can remember exactly where she's from. She's Said she's from Ecuador, yeah. Brazil, yeah. various other places in South America. So none of them can remember that she's actually from Uruguay. So then she uh, gets some. Well, first thing she discovers, I think she actually wakes up, doesn't she? She basically wakes up. No, no, no. she comes in. I think she does wake up. It's the next day, right? She okay, wakes that up. Sounds about right. Yeah. Because she wakes up and suddenly her house is surrounded by news reporters. Her sister's oh, by very the way, excited. Uh, yeah. Have we mentioned uh, the Slayer rule yet? Oh no. That's something that comes up in the in the house when they're talking to Frank Oz. The family is attempting to figure out how they can, what legal means they have to fight this will. Yeah. And they're saying, like, he, she unduly influenced him. And, and he's like, well, you know, she was kind to him and was friends with him. You know, that's kind of, that's not really undue influence. You can have a hard time with that one. It's weak sauce. But as they if say. she killed him. Yeah. Then they all they all get their money. Because the Slayer rule. The Slayer rule, that, that is right. If the per, uh, person... The a murderer cannot be, cannot benefit cannot you know benefit from the the proceeds of the crime. Right, they and so if so. that if that happened, then the money would be divided with the next of kin. I assume, yeah, and they are the yeah. next of kin. That's correct. That's right. And so and so they say to um, to the private eye, uh, Daniel Craig Le, LeBlanc or Blanc, uh, please continue with the investigation. It's like, yeah, all right, I will. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we're we're keeping going. Okay. So yes, and he's fantastic. We haven't talked about him very much, but he is. Very charming. Yeah, always flipping a coin. And I love the fact that when they inter- introduce him, I love the fact that Joni, Tony Collette's character, says, "Oh, I read it. I read a tweet about your New York about the New Yorker profile." You, yeah. The, whereas Linda, yeah, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, who's much more uh, kind of straight, yeah, straight lace, er- er- yeah, as well, yeah, says, "Oh yes, I read the uh, interview in the New Yorker. Your profile in the New Yorker." Which I love that he had a New Yorker profile. And I love that they showed it and that it had an illustration as well, which is really great. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the illustration. Oh, did you? Yeah. You, well, you... What style was the illustration? It, it was like a, but it's like kind of a profile one, but it, yeah, it had like him sort of divided, like, so his face and then the other part was like a, uh, like a mystery book or like, oh, okay. Like kind of like. Maybe I saw it and f- I just forgot. Yeah, it. yeah. It was, it was, it was nice. I feel very bad about this. Oh, you watch it again. I think it's a movie that okay. would bear watching because. You know, I work for the New Yorker, right, Dave? Yeah, I, on. I know that. Okay. That's I just wanted you're... to drop that. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Please drop it. You're allowed to drop it. And uh, please drop it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was the uh, <laughs> what you were saying to me. I got you. <laughs> so then, uh, um, so yes, and, he, and he's, when he's talking to Marta, he tells her that uh, 
you know, he's able to somehow see the, what he calls Gravity's Rainbow, which mm-hmm. he goes, oh, the Thomas, he says the Thomas Pynchon novel. And she goes, oh, yes, a novel. He says, I haven't, she says, I haven't read it. He says, I haven't either. No, no one's, no, yeah, no one's says, read it. No one's ever read it. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Which I do have a friend who read it. I tried to read I it. I was going to ask you, have to. you read it? I have, I tried to read it once and I, and I got distracted from it. If anyone it. out there has read Gravity's Rainbow, uh, let us know. Yeah. A friend of mine read it. And he's a very big fan of it, and he tried to get me to read it. And for whatever reason, I just at that time I just didn't. Uh, something distracted me from it. It's the same thing with Moby Dick. I've never been able to get through. I've tried to read it okay, twice. I have read Moby Dick. You have read it. Yeah. Oh, good for you. I got bogged down in the in the whale section once, and then another part. Another. Yeah, there's a lot of description of uh, how, how they whale. Yeah, yeah. I could probably whale now after, uh, after <laughs> that. Or I could have. I could have done it when I was twelve. Mm. That's prime whaling age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently. Anyway, sorry. What does gravity's rainbow represent? For him, it represents the arc of the mystery. Yeah. So there's a gravity's rainbow is the idea of the natural arc of a falling object. So gravity's rainbow. When you throw something up in the air, it will arc and then come back down to earth again. So the murder is thrown into the air, mm-hmm. and then it will naturally come down, and he knows somehow knows where it will be. And that's how he feels it. Somehow it lands before him, the, the solution. And that is his approach. And, and Daniel Craig's character speaks in this wonderful Southern dialect that is described by Chris Evans' character as CSI KFC. <laughs> yes. Which is quite good. And it's, and yeah, he just has this wonderful charm and very urbane. And he obviously likes Marta a lot. He gets her to or come. seems to. He seems to, anyway. He could just be the Keeping spider. Keeping his enemy close. The fly, he let yeah. the fly in, yeah. that's right. Because he has her come and tour around the property with him. Mm-hmm. He wants her to help him investigate. He takes her to the groundskeeper's cabin, or his lodge, where the security cameras are. Yeah. And, of course, she she is played by M. Emmett Walsh. Yeah. Uh, wonderful to see him in a movie at his advanced age, but he's so great. My, one of my favorite films he's in, which is Blood Simple. But anyway... um. He he has the tapes there, but she, of course, uh, now realizes when she's looking at it that she turned off too early, that mm-hmm. she turned in a way that she could be seen in her car. So she is fast-forwarding with the tape. She succeeds in ejecting it. They decide they won't watch it there. They'll take it to the police station where they can safely uh, put it on to, into digital form. But as she's walking, we see that she's got something in her pocket as That's well. That's right. She uses a magnet to... Defrag, or what do they call it? It's not defrag. Demagnetize. You know, yeah, to erase the tape. And then when they're walking through the grounds, they discover the trellis, broken trellis piece, because the dog brings it over to her, the dogs that love her so much. And so, of course, she reacts to that. She throws it for them to, to throws, it, throws it away for them. By the way, who throws the ball through the window uh, earlier? Someone throws, there's a... There's I think a, it's uh, Don Johnson. I think so, too, yeah. Because he he's goes frustrated, in the, He's frustrated with the... Uh, oh, yeah, because he, 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 cause he opens... He breaks open the desk to find to the... get that note. To find the note. Discovers it's it, blank. It's blank, so he's like, hmm. Yeah, and, but he's still frustrated, so he picks up what I guess is this very special baseball yeah. and just hucks it out the window. Yeah. Daniel Craig is walking by, sees the baseball, picks it up, puts it in his pocket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. And so, so, yeah, so Marta has spent part of the day with with him they discover the the hidden window they discover how the murderer possibly the murderer came in or this person who came in right. there's mud on the floor that the tracks of mud that she so carefully had to hide in the in outside where yeah, there's she, a good scene where um uh, she sees her own footprints yeah and so fakes being dumb yeah and walks through the footprints again yeah yeah, yeah. wrecking them no no don't what can't hear hum. <laughs> Yeah. Of course, the dogs help too. They come running in and come. They also burst through yeah. the, the the gate and and uh, trod through the mud. So really, it's just a mess. And then, 
and then uh um yeah so that that all happens i guess that's before the reading of the will actually okay because yeah she's she doesn't know that she's uh suddenly you know a multimillionaire with a with a huge house and a, and a publishing empire yep. at her fingertips so she's just very nervous about what's going on now so yeah so she's at home and she gets she gets a mail and what a lot of it is seems to be like offers of legal assistance and stuff like that from pe- from people who are you know realizing there's money to be made here yeah. right now approaching her her house is surrounded by news reporters because it's come out that she this nobody has been uh it's remembered now and now rich and there's no will this uh, amazing yeah uh, this was the one problem empire. i had with the movie actually What's this one little scene which is that if it was christopher Flummer's wish to not have her brought to attention brought to police attention giving her a lot of money having you know but it's too late for that. Leaving everything to her. Oh, that's true. It was already done. So yeah. it's done and done. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, already that was already in before. Frank Oz's hands. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so anyway. Um, so yeah, but then she finds a, a a unmarked envelope amongst all this mail, which she opens, and it's the top of a blood toxicology report on Harlan Thromby, on Christopher Plummer's character, the, the dead man. And why is that a big deal? And it says, I know what you did. Yep. And it gives a date or gives an address yeah 1209 columbus avenue or columbus road and she she realizes well i have to go there yeah it's blackmail as a foot now why oh now i can't quite remember why she turns up with chris evans character at the blood at the uh at the uh blood place well she trusts she trusts chris evans right why is he with her does he have does she pick him up i guess doesn't really explain why she picked him up well, I think she, uh, I think she informs him of what's going on. Yeah, you know, she's a she's a trusting person, and mm. so you know, we're you know, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get uh, you know screwed on this. Or yeah, like yeah. A, you know, it's all gonna fall apart. So she's yeah. gotta let she's gotta let him know. Yeah, I guess so. He suggests that they go to the to the place where the toxicology report would be. Yeah, and they got there to discover that there's been an arson attack on the on the building and it's burned down. Right, because she because wait, uh, she, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think like if. Uh, Someone knows someone, someone there or not, but I think that might come up later. Yeah, but yeah, they go there and yeah, it's 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 burned up. So it's burned. You know, up. all the evidence, all the evidence there is gone. Yes. Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, Except for the toxicology report is on the loose because someone has sent her a photocopy of it. That's right. So it has not been destroyed. The original blood and everything has been destroyed, but not this copy. And so. then she receives uh, an email. She hasn't been checking her email. Yeah. Uh, ph- phone's been off. She checks it. And it's got uh, time and address to meet uh, the blackmailer. Yeah. 10 a.m., 1209 Columbus Street. Which is very close to now. So, yes. Yeah. It's like, it's like she looks at her thing and it's like... Nine something. Nine like, something, yeah. yeah. And But in this moment, uh, Daniel Craig's character, Benoit Blanc, notices her in the, her car. Yeah. And starts walking towards her. At which point she does a U-turn and hightails it. Right. And then a police, uh, now we got a car So, chase. yes. So, he's like, calls the police over and they start going on a low-speed oh, chase. Oh, it's That's great. Quite, it's great. I've been, I've been complaining lately. Uh, I've been watching Disney Plus and almost every Disney movie from like the 60s uh, ends with a car chase for no reason. Yeah, of course. So, I'm like, ugh, here comes a car Fake chase. Fake excitement. But it was great that it's a car chase yeah. with a car that doesn't move fast. Yeah, that's right. so frustrating to Chris Evans. Yeah. Like, floor it. I am flooring it. Yeah, yeah. And all the cars can just pull up right next to her. Yeah. Daniel yeah. Craig is trying to, like, call trying her. Trying to call her. He is, like, he's, like, looking at her through the window and just, like, come on. <laughs> and, and which is great. It's a, it's, it's yeah. hilarious, but also incredibly tense because yeah. we care about her. Sure. And then she does what we think is a smart thing. She just stops. 
Yeah. And they all keep going. I always wonder if people don't do that in in, in uh, Well, it's nice movies. to see someone with some common sense. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, everyone's going. It's just like, stop. Yeah. She stops. Uh, and, uh, and, and Makes a quick right turn. Quick right turn. And now she's going through alleys. She's yeah. going through alleys that the cars cannot the bigger go The bigger police through. cars can't go through. Yeah. So we're like, ah, she's seen movies. She knows yeah. how this goes. She knows how uh, and, and finally she pulls up. You know, uh, safe to stop. Yeah. And then all the cars uh, pull up behind her. Yeah. So the police pull up, tell her that she's being silly. They arrest Chris Evans. This is the thing. Yeah. So Because the, they think Chris Evans is behind this whole thing. They don't suspect her at all. Yeah. Uh, so so Daniel Craig just goes, yeah, boy, you know, he made you do that, huh? Yep. Okay. So they take Chris Evans off. She's freaked out. Yeah. You know. Uh, but, but Actually, she says that she throws up in her in her big gulp. Which I'm really car. glad they didn't pay off with someone drinking that later. <laughs> didn't you feel like they were going no, to? It just felt like set up, pay off, set up, pay it's off. Not that, not that kind of movie. We're oh, not, I'm glad. not watching Bad Grandpa here. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see something later. So then, um, so then Benoit Blanc asks if he'll, if she, if he, she can give him a ride. Yeah. So he's riding with her, and she said, "I just need to stop somewhere." Well, and, all right. And and he's like, yeah. "That's fine." So she stops at where she's at her meeting spot where she's supposed to meet up with this right. blackmailer and goes in the 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 place next door yeah so that he doesn't see her go in the actual meeting spot yeah goes around the back goes in the back door yeah and it's an abandoned laundromat yes and she sees a person sitting in a chair in silhouette and we're oh we know what's happening now because we, we've, we've probably seen the trailer and if not we've seen movies in the past <laughs> we've <laughs> we've seen the trailer and she approaches this person, of course, talking to them, trying to f- f- find out what they want. She sees her med- medical bag on the floor. Yeah. Because that's what was also missing from, from the, the house. That's right. Was her medical bag. And that's that's sitting on the floor. And she walks up. And it's someone we really haven't seen too much. It's Fran. Fran yeah. The housekeeper, who for some reason has a spider on her face. I don't know why that was there. That was kind of disturbing. Well, she was uh, unconscious. And, yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a big room. Yeah. That's like abandoned. And listen, as someone who has... Uh, lived in a house with a lot of spiders. Hey, if you fall asleep, spider's going to crawl on you. I guess that's true. I'll give you the heads up right now. <laughs> I don't believe this thing about you eat, you know, so many spiders in your life that go into your mouth while you're sleeping. Yeah. I don't buy that. No, I don't think that's... How uh, do they but, know? But I do think a spider will crawl on your face to get where it needs to go. Yes. Okay, but it's a creepy image. It is creepy. Well done. It is creepy. And it turns out, though, that she is not dead. She is she is just unconscious when, when, uh, when Marta comes in. And so then she says, "It was Hugh. It was Hugh." Yeah, yeah. She says, "Hugh did it." Yeah, you did it. Yeah. And then and she's like, "No, no, I didn't." And then she says, "It's she says something stashed somewhere. I've stashed it somewhere." And and Marta, of course, first is like, well, "I've got to get away." And she realizes that Fran is sick and needs help, and so she calls. She's 9- got an ethical dilemma. To make. She calls nine one one and starts to administer CPR. Well, this is the thing. So we do have a nice moment there where it's like, okay. When she when she was with Christopher Plummer, she might have gotten in trouble, and uh, if she called nine one one. But this is someone that she loves, yeah, someone she cares about. She's now so deep in this, yeah. Uh, the detective is outside. Uh, she just went on a car chase, yeah. She's she's you know this. She thought this was a blackmail situation, yeah. Uh, she's just this person is accusing her directly of of murder. Knows that she did it. Yeah. This is the only witness, yeah. Only witness to that could to the you know. Otherwise, she gets away clean if this person dies. Yeah. She still calls nine one one. Yeah. And yeah. now we are a hundred percent on board with her. Sure. We're like, yeah. and that's a huge thing. It's I just think like so someone too. doing. The right that like you know, not necessarily just because she's a nurse, but she is just a good person yeah. who will sacrifice herself more than she will let someone else die to cover up for 
uh for 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 you know her crime yeah so so yeah that's that is indeed what happens so i do like the scene where benoit blanc is sitting in the car singing along to a song with his with his headphones in and his earbuds in and and uh and the police the uh, ambulance pulls up behind him and he's completely oblivious at first then he finally realizes oh my something's something's happening and now at this point you're like is he a dope yeah like this is the point that if you hadn't seen every Columbo, you'd be going, <laughs> maybe Columbo is just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And maybe this all is just being played for laughs. Yeah. And someone else is going to figure out this thing. Yeah. You know, uh, because, you know, and this guy's just a distraction. Sure. So you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just, this is a, this is a, a detective, uh, angle that we've played a lot, you know, recently. It's like, is this <laughs> person a dope? Yeah. Or is this person a genius? Yeah. We don't know at this point with, with, with him. So is it at this point that, once Fran, of course, goes to the hospital, et cetera. That's right. Is it at this point that she tells uh, Blanc the whole the truth, the whole truth, uh, she, about the truth? Yeah, but then uh, Ransom already spilled the beans. Okay, Ransom already spilled the beans. That's, That's right. That's right. You know, at the house, uh, Martha finds a copy of the full tox- all toxicology report. She finds it because when she said it was stashed away yeah. earlier... Uh, she learned that uh, there was a stash where uh, marijuana Fran, is Fran yeah, kept her, her marijuana her yeah. pot. Yeah, and so she checks that out, and that's uh, it, it's there. It's it's in her stash. She's going to confess to the family, but she is stopped by Blunk Daniel, Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Daniel Craig comes in and says, "We spot th- something in the report." And he's like, "You got, you got." Well, I just got to tell them. They good. Come with me. <laughs> like, well, I really should talk to them for the. <laughs> and then it's like oh, they're just going full on yeah i'm yeah. i'm exaggerating slightly yeah that's right uh he he brings marta ransom and the police to a room to reveal yes deductions he reveals as you do in this type of movie. yeah that's what you need you need the scene where now all the clues that you've seen through the film that are plainly in front of your face yeah he turns to poor the audience face. and goes can you solve it? <laughs> That's right. And I go, no. That was a spinning question mark. I never ask questions during movies. I just watch them. So that's why I can follow the plot, but I never, right. I never care what. That's why you can get away with murder around Dave. That's true. You can. And so we learn mm-hmm. that Ransom did not take to being cut out of the will with the equanimity that he pretended. Mm. He was very upset. So upset that he planned the death of his grandfather. Yeah. He snuck back. Before Marta snuck up the trellis, he snuck up the trellis and climbed in through the hidden window. He went into Christopher Plummer's attic, studio, study, writing room, where he proceeded to use a syringe to empty out the contents of the vial of morphine and the contents of the vial of muscle relaxant medication that Marta was giving Christopher Plummer's character and switched the bottles. Then he took the Naxalone so that... Once the morphine was accidentally administered at a great dose, there'd be no way to to prevent it from killing Christopher Plummer. Right. Because he knew that even if it was accidental, that the, her involvement in the death of, of his right. grandfather would mean that she would not inherit. The slayer in, rule. Yeah, would, uh, not, would not inherit. Yeah, and named then after uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I believe. Is that what it was from? Yeah, when a vampire left her a bunch of money and then, well, <laughs> you can't collect, you're the slayer. Okay. So then <laughs> she, uh, he... He uh, leaves. That's when he is spotted by great Nana Winetta. Yeah. For the first time. Who is immortal. Yes. Who is immortal. Who sees him. And, which, and that's why she says, are you back again? Because she's, yeah. she's 
that's why she says, "Are you back again?" to to uh, Marta when she comes that's down, right. because she had seen Christopher Evans come down before that. Chris Evans come down before that. So now the the sting is and this is a terrible thing for Marta and a real heartbreaker for the audience. I think is that because she was such a good nurse, she unconsciously administered the correct medication, even though it was in the wrong bottle. She knew kind of subconsciously because she had administered so often yeah what it looked like in the jar like how its particular viscosity and what it looked like and just administered the correct dose of that medicine right not the morphine even though it was set up that she would do so the toxicology re- report clears her actually there was no high levels of morphine in the bloodstream right though even, even with this while i understand what you're saying with this is like so she did actually uh, like if she had, if she had, it's not her. If he, yeah, had a, agreed to let her call nine one one, he right. would have. He would have but saved his life. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. Because, but that is irrelevant. Yeah. Because the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, stems on that the. Uh, I'm the, just saying it's heartbreaking for her. No, no, yeah, but it shouldn't be because the whole because no Why, because she's getting on a bunch of money. So it shouldn't be heartbreaking. No, 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 not that at all. <laughs> yeah. Because you're the way you're describing it almost sounds like it. Oh, you know, if we'd only known this. Then it would have uh, then then they would have survived. But the but the big thing was yeah. the antidote was gone. Yeah, that's why it was just straight out murder. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if if the antidote was there, it wouldn't have mattered if she mixed up this with that yeah. or anything with that. She had a plan in place to cover all this. Yeah, yeah. Because this was taken away, it is in no way, shape, or form her fault at all. No, no, no. And then, but no, yeah, no. you're right. If if but you're right. It it was a little bit of a kick in the gut that yeah. like if you just done nothing. Yeah. If you hadn't listened to him. Yeah. Uh, and 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 respected his his wishes. Yeah. Uh, he would still be alive. But if he, he wasn't was, so eager, I mean, and to be fair, it was his eagerness to save the her. Issue, yeah. His eagerness to save her from and and bringing her mother into it. Yeah. Like. And at no stage would she have done this for herself. No. No. We know that. And 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 she had no way of knowing the thing was taken away. So, yeah, she's got yeah. no guilt in this No, no, no. All. I'm not blaming her for this yes. at all. No, no. I'm just saying it's a kind of a kick in the gut. Because you can Absolutely. see in her face. There is a... Oh. I really like that actress. I think she was she was also fantastic in uh, Blade Runner uh, 2049, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really good film. And uh, she's really good in that movie as well. She plays uh, Ryan Gosling's imaginary girlfriend. Uh, like, ah. like hologram girlfriend. Nice. But does a really good job. Really good. So like you really care about her character in it. Like yeah, very much so. She's so just, good at like she's so good at worming like not worming, but working her way into into you, you liking her. Especially when there's so many more famous people around. Mm-hmm. You would mm-hmm. think like, ah, enough of you. I don't I wanna yeah. like see what Daniel Craig is up to, but you really do care about her in this movie. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Yeah. So uh so as you say, uh th- that's all that's all the case. The the these bean, yeah. these beans have now been spilled. So f- because Fran is uh now, Chris, uh, Chris Evans, he does not admit to this, of course. He just, he scoffs, he scoffs at this. Yeah, that's all circumstantial. Yeah. That's great. There's nothing, there's nothing, uh, you can do that. But then a phone call. And then there's a phone call from the hospital. Yeah. That's right. There's a phone call from the hospital she listens to and, uh, is upset. Yeah. By it. And, uh, but she learns that Fran Fran is is okay. Fran is okay. She comes off, gets off the phone. She says, that's the hospital calling. Yeah. Fran is alive. Yeah. Fran is okay. Now that's bad for Chris Evans because he's the one who met up with her two hours earlier, injected her with uh, morphine. And I don't know if we've mentioned his his first name is Hugh. Yeah. But he only has the servants call him Hugh. Yes. Because everyone right. else call him Ransom, but the yeah. servants are beneath 
Yeah, they can't be that familiar. They can't be that familiar. So it's you. So when she was saying it was Hugh, it was you. She was saying it was Hugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so he kind of cops to it a little bit, but he's like, "Yeah, sure, I did that to her, but what have you got here? Hardly anything. My lawyers can, I can just hire a bunch of high-priced lawyers and yeah, take care of all this murder. stuff. Yeah, yeah, this is nothing. And, and then, by the way, yeah, uh, she killed her. Yeah, and so they can't. She can't collect the money. So does the money still come? T- who killed who? Well, uh, um, Marta uh, didn't. Marta uh, end up. Oh no, she didn't kill her. No. So Marta still gets the money. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. Uh, so, so I don't know where where Chris Evans is getting the money for these lawyers that he's talking about. Well, he probably has some money socked away. He's been getting. Let's mention a little something too. Sure. That um, uh, how the family's been reacting to this whole situation. <laughs> yes. So you had Michael Shannon. Coming up and going, listen, we want to help you. And yeah. if you give us the money, you should you should let us have the money. We will make sure you're taken care of and we'll use our resources to get you the best lawyers. Yeah. Uh, so everything's going to be fine for you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and she... Also, your mother won't get in trouble. That's right. We'll He's make sure your mother is stays thin. She's like, well, yeah. so that's because you got the money, right? Well, I've yeah. got the money, so I'll have the resources so yeah. I can just do this. Yeah. Uh, the 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 they daughter kind of, they kind of threaten her. Mom. Yeah, the 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 one who's at the arts college. The yeah, younger, uh, she rats she rats her out. Yes, you know, uh, immediately turns on her. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's being pretty terrible, pretty much to her. Yeah. They're all saying you're you're a member of the family, trying to be kind, but they're all trying to convince her like you can't keep the money. Yeah, this is our money. Yeah, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know. And there's there's suggestions like, were you sleeping with him? Were you sleeping with them? Yeah. You yeah. know, they're all nice until they all turn yeah. and they're all thinking the worst of her. So they're all making themselves look like big sacks of crap. Yes. So so we're we're padding the film with that. Yes. Throughout. Yes. Yeah, we're not we're not very sympathetic to these people. We don't feel like they're Yeah. They're And we're up learning that their perception of how they believe they are is incorrect. Yeah. They feel she's a member of the family until she's being made a member of the family, yeah. in which case you shouldn't. You're not really a member of the family. Sure. You're a servant. Yeah. Just like you know, uh, just just like uh, Fran. Yeah. And if they were kind to Marta about this, they probably would be in the situation they were with the grandfather. That she, in her own kindness, she would help them out. You know. Yeah. But instead, there are jerks to her. Because she's still considering whether she will. She will. Yeah. Have. She okay. even, well, when she's talking to Meg on the phone, when Meg calls her, yeah, uh, to try to plead to her, you know, uh, the pressure of the family, um, Meg. Uh, she tells Meg, "Well, I'll, don't worry, I'll pay for school for you. Yeah, like you're not going to be left left out, you know." And then it turns out that Meg is just phoning at the behest of the rest of her relatives, which you know is fair fair enough. I mean, her mom and everyone pressuring her. You can see why a young woman would collapse a little bit. But yeah, but in the face of that kind of pressure. Yeah, she's she, not a good person too. No one's good. <laughs> uh, no one's like terrible. Yeah, except for Ransom. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no one's terrible. So uh, the, okay, as we said. Uh, uh, she's she's alive. Uh, Fran is alive. So you know, listen. The worst you're gonna get, as you say, is you know, just a little slap on the wrist. We're gonna take care of this. What's the big deal? Yeah. And then, um, and then you get a nice little scene there uh, where Marta throws up on him. It's right into his face. Right into his face. Which is why you can't have someone drinking the big gulp earlier because we've got to save our gross out. Yeah. For now. For the person who deserves it. That's right. And, and now, is this? I'm trying to think of the time frame in this what has she eaten is this still the chili probably not because that's the eaten? day before okay so she's probably eaten at her uh, uh mom's place 
Yeah. And okay, I was just wondering if like it would be fun if it was the chili that he that he bought her that uh, was in his face. But yeah, it's a real nice gross out scene spit up, and then and then he realizes, oh, she was lying. Yeah. Oh, Fran's dead. Oh. Yeah. uh, I just confessed to murder. Yeah. And then they had this giant chair that's almost a Game of Thrones chair, except all these knives that are pointed towards the center. Sure. Uh, He's uh, he grabs one and big dramatic lunge towards her. Uh, to stab her in the uh, in the chest. Yeah, but what happens, Dave? It turns out. Well, there's a a scene at the beginning. There's a there's a something in the beginning where Christopher Plummer is talking about knives. Yeah, and he says about his family. He says some people can't, or so, such people that they can't tell a real knife from a fake knife. That's right. And I can't remember what exactly he what exactly it was. I wish it I wasn't a reference to his family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's these. They can't tell what's real and what's not, which is yeah. good too because. They can't tell what's real and what's not. They realistically, they believe that they are all self-made people. They yeah. believe that they this that she is a family member to them. They believe all these things about themselves. Yeah. But that's all bullshit. Yeah. They don't know what's fake and what's real. Yeah. And Ransom really doesn't know what's fake and what's real. Grabs grabs a knife, plunges it into her chest, but it is a fake knife. It's a stage and knife. It's the yeah. squeaker, squeaker, that's really which, good. By the way, yeah. never use those. They've been banned from every theater. Uh, so don't, don't try and play with those yourself. It's fun for a movie, but, uh, those jam every so often and people have gotten hurt. Yeah. yeah. So now it's rubber knives. Okay. Rubber knives. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's a squeak and, uh, he is arrested. I just like that he tested a couple times against her yeah. and it's like, oh shit. And then he gets it. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's pulled, he's pulled away. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. So then we have a great final scene mm-hmm. in this movie where the family are in the driveway we see Ransom being taken off by the police, and of course his mom and dad, Linda and, and uh, Jimmy Lee Curtis and and Don Johnson's characters are upset about this. But also Jimmy Lee Curtis has has found the letter from her dad, and it turns out that they have a little game they play. Yeah, where her dad would leave her a note in written in invisible ink, and she applies some heat to the back of it. That's right, lemon which, juice, which reveals a note from her father informing her that her husband, her husband, is having an affair. Yeah, and so. At first, we see Don Johnson, you know, remonstrating with the police and trying to get them to, you know, try and keep Ransom from being taken away. And then he goes, he says, Linda, what is it? And she looks at him. And then later, when he turns to the camera, he has a black eye, which I, I like. Oh, that. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah, I like that. So then, um, yeah, so in the sequence, they turn and they see Marta standing on the, on kind of a balcony, looking down on them from this house right. in the driveway as they all stand there after Ransom's been taken away. They're all out of the house now. None she's of them are in the, the house. Balcony. She's in a robe. Looking down, and she has this mug in her hand that says, my house, yeah. my rules, Oh, my coffee. Or is it the other no, way around? No, my co- no, my no, coffee? It ju- no, it just, her hand is on the cup. So yeah. all that it says is my house. Okay, well, we you know what it says. That's, that's, yeah, so, but that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. It's like my house. Yeah. And she, yeah, she is looking down on them. And yeah, the house is now her. Because she talked a little earlier with Daniel Craig about like whether she should give them some money. And he's like, I've got my opinions. But yeah. But it is up to you. Yeah. And yeah, this is where it really was like, oh, this is you, America. You follow your heart. This yeah. is America. Yeah. Uh, this is like, you know, all the people that were uh, hypocrites to the immigrant, uh, you know, and the whole thing about like, this is our ancest- ancestral home. It's like, no, you bought it from a guy from Pakistan <laughs> in the 80s. This is not even this is a lie. Yeah. And it's like, nope, 
by by all of your own actions, yeah. you're out here, and now she, by all of her own actions, is elevated above you. Yeah. This is her home, and by God, she has earned this home. Sure. It's her place. So the audience goes clappity clap clap clap, and everyone is uh, is happy. At and the it's end. very good, and that it's funny. I you know, like I say, I like to sit through the credits, and there was a couple of ladies, middle aged ladies, my age ladies, they were there, and uh, one friend had come come down and was standing down at the foot of the seats, and her friend was still sitting in the seats watching the credits, and then as the as the lights, the curtain came down, lights turned on, or whatever. And she goes, she goes, she says to her friend, Ryan Johnson is such a good filmmaker. And, it's, and I said to my wife, Ryan Johnson is such a good filmmaker. He is such a good filmmaker. He really knows how to put together a movie. And oh, oh Dave is trying not to not to talk because my wife just came in the room because we ordered pizza, and I've now got to slip her some money. And I'm now slipping her some money. And then there we go. We can have that as well. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and. But what type of pizza will we have? It's a mystery, Dave. It's a mystery. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'll probably be cutting this out. So no, yeah, this is the kind of realistic grounding stuff that makes us uh, <laughs> seem like uh, pe- uh, people of the people, mm. podcasters of the people, pod sure. people. That's <laughs> what it makes us seem like. Uh, he is a really good director, and but what was interesting when I came home last night, I thought, well, I'm going to watch a couple of reviews of this on YouTube just okay. to just to get the sense of what other people thought of it, and it was getting good reviews, except from those people. And let me just say, Star Wars fans, one was a person called That Star Wars Girl. Okay. Another one was a guy who had like a Star Wars channel. And his was like, finally, an honest review of <laughs> Knives Out. Mm-hmm. And hers was like, something about media shills, uh, blah, 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 you know. And I guess, I guess because of, I guess because he was involved in Star Wars, he has more attention than he would have had if he just had done Looper and then Knives Out. You know what I mean? There's like a negative. There's a group of people out there that do not like Ryan Johnson at all. Now let me ask you because this of, real, of the Last Jedi. Let me ask you this about that. For sure, I enjoyed the Last Jedi, but me too. Loved all it. Right, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think that the uh, other police officer, the trooper, yeah, was a little bit of a dig at Star Wars fans? I don't think so. He was the enthusiastic yeah. fanboy who, whenever anything came up, yeah. would like give a whole bunch of trivia about it and just sure. start, you know, talking until someone went, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah," and then they'd get back to the they'd get back to the plot. No, like that's I, the only thing I could I see was like a little bit so. of a dig, perhaps. I don't think. No, I think the bigger dig at these people is uh, the 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 son of Walt and and Donna Ricky Mendoza's oh, yes. character, because he is your he is kind of the stand-in for the. The internet troll, the conservative yes. troll character. He is in the bathroom hate tweeting. Yeah, uh, that's what they an, say. Anyway. He is a bit of an alt right uh, yeah. type. Yeah, that's correct. But to be to sorry, be, we didn't mention mention that. Character, yeah, he, but he's so he's so he says very he's little. so negligible in the film. I mean, his only real role in the film is that he heard Ransom and his grandfather arguing, and that Willow was mentioned, and something about he would regret it or something like that. That's correct. And so that's all he had in. in 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 the movie, basically, he's just there as like kind of a whipping boy for for whatever he's the stand-in for the the internet, uh, you know, commenter, the meanie, the mean bullies on the internet. Yeah, he represents that. That's true. Right? And you got to, you got like a Ricky Lindholm as well there, who only says I think like one line in the whole thing. Maybe she says three lines top. Yeah. She's from Garfunkel and Oates. Yeah, and I really do enjoy. And also, uh, this TV series called Another Period that she's mm-hmm. a co-creator of and she's a star of. Um, but she is the other side of the internet where she just believes everything she's read on the internet and okay. is just it's just spouting that. Well, this is the case, and well. 
well, this is the case. Yeah, yeah. You know, and maybe she also watches Fox News as well. But it's, <laughs> it seems like yeah. though they're two sides of the same kind of right wing. It was nice point. to see Ricky Lindholm in the film, and it was nice to see her in a movie where she didn't have to get her breasts out. Yes, she did not have to be topless, and she did not get killed. Yeah, because she's she wasn't mentioned like. Uh, by name, I assumed, uh, like in the in the trailers or on yeah, the poster, yeah. I assumed, well, she's, she's, she's going to so, die first. Yeah, yeah. She'll die soon. Yeah. But nope, she doesn't, and that's yeah. good. So, um, yeah, but Meg, Meg, who would be kind of like the counterpoint to the, to the, to the boy. Yes. She's like, is the social justice warrior. She's the one who's she's going to liberal arts that, school. Like earlier on, yeah. She's going to a liberal arts college. She's doing feminist studies. She's doing all these things. But, She's as she's as fallible as he is. She sure, she immediately well. throws all her uh, d- deeply held, you know, convictions out the window when when it looks like she's not going to be getting money yep. anymore. So I think the movie is a, a balanced look at that, and I think you know. So I was I was amused at these people getting their their hackles uh, raised by the idea that there's there's the character of Meg in the film, the social justice warrior, which apparently is a terrible thing to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't Martin, Martin Luther King a social justice everyone warrior was. anyway? Everyone is. Anyway, yeah. so everyone, it's, everyone that you respect. <laughs> yeah, it's so but weird. the idea is the but, social justice warrior thing, if, if, if I'm going for the other side, yeah. they're hypocrites. Yeah. They say they are, but sure. they're not. They're, yeah. They also use the term virtue uh, signaling. Which I think is something that happens and it obviously yeah. is bad. Like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, there's lots of pot calling the kettle black. Out Someone there. will we always have a term it. that's basically the new bleeding heart. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. oh, you're 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 caring. Okay, well, you're a real mm, whatever. It'll <laughs> be the thing. So, so yeah. So these these people because they're mad at Star Wars: The Last Jedi, which they felt was like some sort of hu- huge uh, betrayal of the Star Wars universe or something like that, because Ryan Johnson didn't respect Luke Skywalker. And he had jokes in the movie, and he had um, uh, introduced, you know, a strong female character in Ad- Admiral Holdo, the Laura Dern character. So there's all like this Rose, yeah, and Rose as well, yes. And so there's all this sort of built-up anger about him. And so this is the only people who are not enjoying Knives Out, you know. And I think it's like a studied not enjoying it, rather than an actual not enjoying it. Like I can understand if you don't like whodunits. If you're not a fan of mystery movies, this is not for you, you know? But if you enjoy Columbo, if you enjoy Agatha Christie novels, mm-hmm. if you, in any time in your life, have enjoyed the the kind of the, the sitting room mystery, the, you yeah. know, then this is a fantastic movie. It has a great twist in it. It has great characters. And as you say, every character has... You know, pluses and minuses yeah. to them. They, you know, they're good and bad. You can take it you know? as social satire if you want, or not. Well, I didn't. To be honest with through. you, I didn't. I mean, I did I, by the end. By the end, it just felt yeah. to me like, well, this is yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. it's I an mean, editorial cartoon. No, I get it by the end. Yeah, yeah. By the end, I thought, but I, but the end of it, by the end of it, it it's also satisfying yeah. uh, a character arc for this character who's done nothing but the right thing but throughout, and that's right. This. And it doesn't, it doesn't. Ha- I mean, sure, okay, she's she's Hispanic, and I guess that kind of plays into it. But mm-hmm. I mean, the character could be just a Cinderella character who you know who is the thing is a, a not Hispanic, and it could still have the same storyline. You know I, what I don't mean? know. Well, it could, but it, it have would, the same storyline. I mean, eh, obviously, it wouldn't have the same. You could have the same general plot, but it wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't mean the same thing. A bunch of a bunch of Americans from all different sides claiming yeah. that this person is family, yeah. while still using them at some points, yeah. handing her a plate. That they're done with. Yeah, they're done with as if she's a servant. That's correct, than nurse. even though yeah. she's not. That's right. Yeah. Just like, without even thinking about no, it. No, you're right. Yeah, you're there. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't mean the same it thing, would, but it would be the same plot. I'm just right. saying it's the same plot. I mean, but yeah, it this adds a, an extra la- a layer to it, which is really quite pleasing. I think it's a very very good film. I would yeah, it's the kind of movie actually. It's that, one I plan to watch again. Oh, cool! Uh, you don't have to do that. Marta's. No. It, it'd be, I wish you could have had a scene, but you can't have this scene where Marta would explain to her mother what happened. Mm. Because mo- uh, mom's a big fan of murder, she wrote. Okay. So holy cow, will she enjoy this story? Well, she will eventually enjoy it. That's right. Like it's like her, her daughter got involved in this huge uh, murder yeah. mystery plot. Yeah. yeah. It's I know exactly the kind of thing that her that her uh, that her mom would uh, would enjoy. Uh, yeah, it works on a whole bunch of levels. It's uh, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I thought, yeah, it's an equal uh, equal opportunity offender for the most part. You know, again, yeah, if you don't yeah. like this political side, well, they're a hypocrite. How about yeah, this yeah. political side? They're a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. what's the thing? Be kind. Do the right thing. Sure. Be nice to people. And uh, and 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 yeah, there you are. Yeah, because Tony Collette's character is kind of like a Gwyneth Paltrow, sort of like a goop kind of a lady with that yeah. sort of I mean, lifestyle she guru does have stuff. A, I'd say she is. Uh, she's the least bad of the bunch because you do get that scene. With her going up to see if her father's okay, yeah, and they definitely her father-in-law, father-in-law, sorry, yeah. and they do seem to have a sincere "I love you," even though we know that she has been rejected from the wi- from the will already. She still does care about him yeah, and yeah. want to make sure he's okay. Yeah. and I don't think for selfish purposes that does read as sincere. No, yeah, yeah, and at the same time, she's also really angry and also sure. also pounding on the glass and trying to trying to get Marta to answer for her absolutely. crimes. Oh, absolutely! How dare you, through your kindness and good nature. Oh yeah, the, the they're all hypocrites. Fortune. Yeah, they yeah. all they are all good to <laughs> be yes. kicked out of the there house. There are different layers of, of yeah. hypocrites. But again, I was surprised that by the end, um, you know, you didn't reveal uh, Grandma to be anything. Yep, she just was what she seemed. I that you didn't have any great. reveals about Frank Oz, like he was in something or something. Because okay. again, you've got such a such an interesting character again, guy just, there. I was just watching the movie. I wasn't looking ahead for what was happening. Well, that's how I look <laughs> at things. Uh, and, uh, and there you are. It was uh, it was a it was a darn good time, and I look forward to seeing whatever um, uh, uh, Ryan does next. That Star Wars trilogy he's working on. Do you know what I like too about that? Yes. Do you know what I like too <laughs> about this? Was every yeah. actor that's in this? Yeah. Is like I understand Chris Evans is you know an A list actor as in when he's in the Avengers. Yeah. But I don't think he's an A list actor as in he would open a movie. No. And even no. Daniel Craig, yeah. yes, when he's James Bond. Sure. But he would be in Logan but, Lucky. Yeah, Logan Lucky. Third the, third character. Yeah, yeah. So this this to me is a good idea. It's the all right, these actors are all really good actors, but it's almost the Quentin Tarantino thing of like, these are all great actors that are not working a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's give them some scenery chewing to do, <laughs> put a bunch of them together, yeah. uh, and make a real clever plot, yeah. and go to town. And uh, and there you are. But again, I have no idea why Murder on the Orient Express didn't... Uh, but maybe, you know what? Maybe I think the problem with Murder on the Orient Express, me saying that out loud, everyone knows the ending. Yeah. You probably would really like to see it. So you're not yeah. shocked or surprised. It's not called Knives Out, and it doesn't have. It's not a. It's not a, a new story. It's not a new story. It's not a brand new thing that that's someone's correct. introduced. That's yeah. true. I yeah. think that's the problem. It's just well. another remake mm-hmm. of a season, uh, a last few years of constantly either it's corporate properties, which we both enjoy yeah. those, but you know they're corporate properties. And you've it's got, kind of fun and, and when people. Uh, you've come to love many of the actors in this yeah. from corporate properties. Yeah, yeah. And even I think there's a lot of people that know uh, Tony Collette. From uh, taking over horror movies in the last little while, more than more than anything else, you know, and uh, her, 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 hereditary, Harry, and uh, and others, 
She was in other ones? Yeah, well, she was obviously in uh, in Sixth Sense. Yeah, but there's years other ago. ones here. That movie she was in 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the other ones that I'm yeah, not yeah. thinking well, of she's right an, now. She's an actress that works enough that you, you would know her, but she's not an actress that, once again, would be an opener. She's not a weekend opener actress. You know, she's a very good Krampus. ensemble. She was in Krampus. That's okay. another horror movie that was a comedy. Was very, yeah, uh, horror comedy recent, yeah. Well, horror comedy. Yeah. You know, everyone ends up uh, messed messed up. Sure, and uh, and other ones. Yeah, these are ones that probably will be. Horrible. I mean, when you're looking at her filmography, what you're thinking to yourself is, "My God, she does a lot of films." This is true. She's a working actress. She does a lot of movies. She does a lot of TV. She does a lot of movies. She's just a person who likes to work as an actress. So the advice is, uh, get a bunch of actors that you can probably afford. Yeah, that are all good actors. Mm-hmm. Really work on that plot. Yeah, make it satisfying. Sure. If you can write a good script, if yeah. you can do any uh, cultural relevance to it, yeah, that's beautiful as well. Sure. Um, and then uh, put it out there, and uh, we'll uh, we'll watch your movie. It's done well, which is nice to. Oh, I'm glad to hear that because when I saw it at the theater last night, I was a little worried because uh, I'm always worried about getting to a movie theater and my favorite seats being taken in the theater. And, and we don't want to say what that seat is. No, I don't want people to steal that seat. But. Um, it uh, it was quite empty, and so I was like, "Oh, that's bad." Because I actually like going to a movie theater that's fairly crowded. So I like to be, I like to feel the audience's reactions to stuff. Like, I like to hear them laugh to the jokes. And fortunately, there was enough people there that when they laughed, there was like a laughter in the room. So that was nice. It, to be fair, it was a Wednesday night, uh, so you know, that's not like the big night at the movie theater. Yeah, I think it's made uh, seventy-seven million. Some okay, so, so far. it costs thirty million or forty million to yeah, make. Yeah, so I think. we're all right. So that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, a little advertising on top of that. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. good. And it, they went up against Frozen Two, so that uh, came in second. Yeah, eh, what are you gonna fine. do? Beat Frozen Two? No, of you're course not. you're not. That's got a snowman. Once again, it. another remake or re re whatever you call it a sequel. Now thing. here's what I would like to see. Uh, not that we're all sequel crazy. I'd see another uh, Benoit Blanc movie. Yeah, if it was like an original film, yeah. yeah, I think he's a fun character. Yeah, yeah, and he seemed to be having fun doing it. So, uh, so there you go. But only Here if Ryan Johnson writes it. There we are. Uh, have you seen the movie? Did you like it? Did we mess anything up in this uh, in, in our descriptions? Yeah, probably did. Um, so if Dave messed up something, let him know. And here's how you're going to do it. Um, we do another podcast called Sneaky Dragon. And so everything we're going to say right now is basically our Sneaky Dragon information, but it works for this as well. So if you go to SneakyDragon.com, that's where we got all the episodes of this show and all our other podcasts that we do. I'll tell you about those in a second. But every episode of this show has a message board underneath it. And that is where you can post some comments. And we love hearing, hearing from you. If you want to write us, we're at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. Or you can go to Sneaky underscore Dragon on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. Or Tumblr, if you still do Tumblr. Are you doing Tumblr? Who does Tumblr? The young, the old, people that don't realize all the dirty stuff is gone? I don't know. But Sneaky Dragon, uh, uh, what is it? Dot Tumblr? Dot com? Is that what it is? I, 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 don't, I don't know. So gotta, anyway, go to Tumblr. Let's go to Tumblr and search Sneaky, 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 Sneaky Dragon. Dragon and, and, and there you are. And if you want to hear other podcasts by us, uh, here's what you do. You go there or you go to wherever you get your podcast and you can listen to Sneaky Dragon. We do that every week. It is a conversational uh, podcast. Sometimes we talk about movies, pop culture, our own lives. Just go. We had a contest recently to describe it. And uh, you can check out the winners. Uh, on our message board uh we also have uh, are doing a podcast called sneaky dragon listening party tell them about that dave well that is a podcast that i do with my daughter mary where we sit and listen to mixtapes that i made for sneaky dragon listeners listen to the music talk about the songs talk about the bands and uh, a new episode dropped with our special guest david m from no fun dropped by to 
bring us a selection of his favorite Christmas music. So we had a, it's a full on month of Christmas. We have, we're, it's the first part of two parts of all Christmas songs for December. Fantastic. So drop in and, and listen to some wonderful Christmas stuff. And if you want to listen to other podcasts that we've done that have been completed, we've done limited series where we went through every one of the Marx Brothers movies that was called Full Marks. And that is available on our website or, again, anywhere you get podcasts. We went through every Beatles song in a show we call Completely Beatles. And we also went through every Tintin uh, album. So, hey, it's called Totally Tintin. If you're into that kind of thing, go check that out. Uh, we'll be doing more stuff in the future. And we are on Patreon. Uh, that is how we keep things going here. We do not uh, charge up front. But, hey, I'm putting out the hat at the end. You know, if you want to. Throw a couple of bucks. It's, there. it's up to you. We're not, yeah, well, we're Canadian. We have a hard time asking for things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, but if you go to uh, patreon.com uh, and enter Sneaky Dragon, you can uh, do it that way. Or you can also uh, get the Patreon app and, uh, and, and go that way and just enter Sneaky Dragon. We appreciate uh, all that and our supporters uh, very, very much. And if you're listening to this for the first time, welcome aboard. We have past episodes of this show you can check out. And I think I have talked myself to death. At the end of this murder mystery. Who will solve this murder? Will it be you, Dave? No. Then... I am hopeless at this, apparently. So. Okay, no, Dave just plays it as it goes along. <laughs> just play just it as it leaves. kill someone in front of Dave, yeah. nothing, nothing will happen. I'll be like, I wonder what's going to happen next. I'll have to watch and find out. And uh, you'll find out next time on Fansplainers. Bye. Bye, everyone. Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Definitely eat shit.